Hello and welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, via satellite in Oklahoma City is Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? I'm all right, man. It's uh, It's been a week, you know. Um, all the things that, that we've been talking about happened, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they, they definitely happened within the last week between when we recorded our last episode and when we recorded this episode. It is way less, not that it can't be this way again, but it is way less like some horrible thing happened every two days. <laughs> it feels that well, way, but like, well, last year, we don't know as much about like, you know, yeah. but last year it was like so much happened and we got really ahead. We were like, we were like six weeks ahead at mm-hmm. one point uh, last year. And so, and yeah, the amount of things that happened week to week. <laughs> so we would be like, you know, on an episode, who knows if the thing will happen. And then it's like, oh, like, like Trump will be probably be elected again. Like, <clears throat> like, wasn't it the yeah. Gemini man one where <laughs> we're like, we're really worried about the election. It came out like in January or something like that. But then also you had the thing at the, at the Capitol. I think it came out between the actual election happening, mm. like Joe Biden being like, okay, well, Joe Biden won. And then that shit at the, at the fucking Capitol right. uh, happened after that. I can't remember. But, you know, stuff was still happening. Uh, but now it's slowed way down. Well, uh, awful shit still happens, but not as at such a clip. It seems. Yeah. And we're not here to talk about current events. We're here to talk about no. things that s- will stand forever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's not, damn it. I had a better way of saying this, but things that are immortal, eternal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to introduce <laughs> our, our movie, we got a guest on. It's his first time. He's a friend of ours. It's his first time on. He's an old uh, friend Luke- of mine. He's been wanting to do this for a long yeah. time. This movie. So we're having them all. So go ahead. Let's introduce uh, Lucas Dunn. Hey, Lucas, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I just woke up from a nap and I'm a little foggy, but I am excited to talk about. Can I curse on this show? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. What? <laughs> well, my, my I play I this mean, for my I play this for my church youth group, so it's uh. like. I mean, what kids are going to be listening to a show about motherfucking Roadhouse? The greatest, it's probably my favorite movie of all time. Unironically, I love Roadhouse. Um, So my history with Roadhouse, the first time that I ever heard about it, it was actually... um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode where Crow T. Robot, he would constantly talk about how Roadhouse was his favorite movie. (laughs) And there was the song Patrick Swayze Christmas, where he sung about, you know, how Patrick Swayze would beat your ass at Roadhouse. And so that, like, built a curiosity. Mm. And so I didn't see it until, like, later on. And... I think, like, the first time that I saw Roadhouse, I, I thought it was, like, kind of, kind of goofy. I mean, it is a goofy movie, not the goofy movie, no. but you know what I mean. But then, you know, it's, like, always on cable, and I just kept watching it over and over again. And it's, like, anytime it was on TV, I'd watch it. And I just built this appreciation for it, for just, like, how strange it is yes. and fun and action-packed and Swayze's badass in it. Um, and there's just like so much to unpack in this movie. You know, it's like opening up a walnut. <laughs> no, you're right about that, man. It's like, it's super bizarre. I remember just seeing the box at Hastings and being like, what the fuck is Roadhouse? Like he's the leaning on logo. Yeah. And he's like mm. leaning up against something. It's just like, what even arms is crossed. this movie? Yeah. And you wouldn't think that there'd be like graphic violence in it. Cause it doesn't happen to like the end of the movie, but there's like but extremely there's- graphic violence. In it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll get, 
we should hold off on that because yeah. that's well, a whole. What is it? When's you, how'd you hear about Roadhouse, Will? Is this a uh, movie? I remember, yeah, I remember when it came out, like, you oh, know, really? 89, I was eight years old. Um, Patrick Swayze was already like a thing, like um, a star at that point. He had done Dirty Dancing and Red Dawn. Ghost came out after this, I think. Yeah. But Dirty Dancing was the one I knew him mostly from. I think he had done SNL at this time, too. Mm. Um, and so, like, I, I knew about this movie when it came out, and I, I didn't see it until much later as well. Um, I think I saw it in a theater for the first time after California. Um, so that, that was like the first setting I got to see it in. And it was great. It was with a packed house, perfect place to see this movie. I've never seen this um, in theaters, but I tell you, it, I did grow appreciation by watching this at cam our camping trips with like just all of the dudes and stuff. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Watching it's, it with it's a really audience good, is great. Yeah, a really great one to watch with an audience. It's it it really gives it a different uh, kind of dynamic to something that's already good. It it kind of elevates it to a new level. It's it's really great. Because there's just like so much. I mean, again, we're gonna talk about this, but there's just like so much that happens in the film where you're just like, like you, you can do a lot of like banter, not even necessarily making fun of the movie, like, but just like holy shit moments. Yes. Yeah, totally. And it walks like a crazy tightrope of all these things. Like, And we just talked about a different movie, Lucas. And this is a peek behind the curtain for our listeners. We just talked about Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which had some bands that are real, but you've never heard of them. And this also has a band that is real that I had never heard of before the movie that rocks, that I love. <laughs> Jeff are we Hewley, talking about Jeff, Jeff Hewley? Hewley Band? Yeah. <laughs> There's like it was actually like I think popular at the time. Like was I think it? he was I mean like in the blues circuit, like he was a guy. Yeah. He's a, a blind man. He's probably twenty eight, maybe, at the mo he's pretty young, it seems like, but he's playing electric guitar like on his lap, like a slide. And I don't know, he's like central to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he shows one, a of, lot. I mean, one of many a, things about this. Just okay, there's a lot of dialogue in it. Yeah. Can I? I'm gonna try to give, in maybe like 60 seconds, <laughs> like the most brief <gasps> description of the plot, and okay. I'm gonna be missing out on a lot of things. But like, I'm gonna try to just go as quick as possible to run down like what happens in this movie. Is All that right. cool? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, so you start with this guy named Dalton, who is a famous cooler, which is a different type of bouncer. Which I've worked in the bar industry for many years, and I've never heard of cooler before, or I've never heard of famous bouncers, and. This guy from Joplin, Missouri, comes to snipe him from the bar that he's working at in New York City to go work at the Double Deuce, which is his hectic, chaotic, dangerous bar. And in the meanwhile, he ends up just like running the bar and... Like, <laughs> He is it's basically manager, just his basically, bar at that the director point. of yeah. operations. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a bouncer that just runs a bar. And along the way, he has to like, there's like basically training montages with the staff. And he meets a nurse that he fucks against the wall of a barn house. And then ends up getting into a feud with Ben Gazzara, who is this just like huge criminal guy that runs the entire town somehow, like, <laughs> owns the police. Um, and he's doing the Lord's work in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> when the, he's, the car scene we have to talk about. Yeah, when he's driving um, around to that song. Yeah. And so then. He ends up getting into fights with just, like, everybody. And he rips a guy's throat <coughs> out. 
after he's told I've fucked guys like you in prison. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, it's pretty much the movie, right? Yeah. We don't hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's a crazy, it's just, it's one of those movies that like, I don't know who knows what crazy circumstance led us to having this movie be what it is. But just, like, it's so perfect of, like, the idea of, like, an all-time badass who comes in and basically for the first act of the movie, you see what an amazing badass he is. And then you bring in this, like, ridiculous character that is going to go get, like, and basically Ben Gazzara's character, like, Patrick Swayze wouldn't have fucked with it. He could have just, like, they could have coexisted, but Ben Gazzara just, like, has to be... The alpha against, like, he just is obsessed with Patrick Swayze for some reason. That, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, but, like, this movie is just like, I don't know why it works, but it, it totally works. And, like, to have, then the, it just has all these, like, these things that, like, you want movies to have happen and then, like, the mentor shows up and he's a badass, you know, you get to see Dalton. Yeah, Sam Elliott. Yeah, you get to see Dalton be a total badass. You have scenes where you see ben, how bad is Ben Gazzara. And you see him be dishonorable to, towards his own men, be, you know, he's just like a piece of shit. I don't know. It's a true quadrant movie that will satisfy everyone, probably, in my opinion. Yeah, I like, don't know. Why is he so <laughs> upset that, like, a bouncer came to town? I don't know. Because he, he will, oh, he fires his nephew, which is John Doe. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's yeah. Like, that's the beginning of it. And it's like, all right. Which is kind of what happens at the casino, too. But. I mean, it's, he fires him, and then Ben Gazar is like, I'm not going to supply you liquor if you don't hire him mm. back. And then they're like, well, we're just going to get liquor from somewhere else. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was, like, skimming from the till, so. Mm. so <sighs> yeah. It's a crazy movie. Uh, what yeah, I, I would say it's got, uh, it's got good bones. Yes, uh, that's a good way to describe this one. Like it, it's it's pretty solid, and then everything else it can be goofy, mm -hmm. and it can be weird. Um, but hey, man, still holds up. You know, overall. I, so there's like the scene where um, Dalton he shows up to the bar, and so um, the first time he's at the Double Deuce. Um, one, everybody just like knows who he is for some reason. Like, Which rules. That's, yeah. that's like the first thing they did right about this movie is that he's legendary and everybody knows, like, he's a legend to everybody. And everybody respects mm -hmm. him as a cooler. And everybody knows what a cooler is. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd be taller. Always. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody That's says. the thing. Uh, shout out to our short kings. Um, even though Swayze was, in fact... <laughs> Five foot eleven, so just under six feet. Was he really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just figured he was like a really small guy or something. So I think they I think they made him smaller for the movie. I think he's supposed to be more like five eight in this mm. movie. So interesting. Uh, yeah, but the thing I like about him is it's like he's a he's a decent boss. He's like, um, be nice at work and know that it's just a job. Don't take anything personally. This isn't your life. This is just a job. Yeah. That's uh, what I was actually about to bring up that like that yeah. scene. So like he shows up and like the first night on his job, he's drinking coffee, even though they offer him liquor, I think, but mm -hmm. he's just drinking coffee and he's just watching. And it's, this place is just full of animals. It's just yeah. like everybody is just like wrecking each other and getting on the tables and just like fighting and being horrible and fucking on the job. And like the only bar I can think of that's worse in a movie is the one in No Holds Barred. Is a is <laughs> like grosser and rowdier than this one. Yeah. But this is pretty much the the best bar in a movie ever. Yeah. So, like, the next day, Dalton shows up, and they're having, like, a staff meeting. And that's when he's, like, going through and firing people and, like, but, yeah, he gives that lecture, which is actually, it's, like, a piece of advice that I've, because he's a philosopher. 
And mm-hmm. so the piece of advice, be nice <laughs> until it's time to not be nice. Like, that's just such a beautiful statement to me. And that's like mm-hmm. kind of become my mantra. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say that like working in a professional capacity with uh, all sorts of weirdos who make a lot of money, um, you'd be surprised at just like pretending to like be nice to them goes. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, man. And it's just like, you know, be nice so you can just get off the phone with them faster. A lot of times it's like, um, but then there are times when I have to yell at them for being pieces of shit and like doing things wrong and doing things that I told them not to do and trying to blame it on us. So it's, it kind of hits a little bit harder. Mm. Uh, at least for me when I'm like, you know, when I do like actually get up, it's kind of like your dentist when, when he get, when he yells at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's you, like that's you what I feel further, like. You get further like being polite, but then, yeah. you know, again, there's times where you have to not be nice and just, yeah. you got to throw somebody out sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you got to rip somebody's throat out, you know. Yep. <laughs> as we learn later. This movie so, is written by the guy who wrote Out for Justice. Now, that <laughs> movie has a famous pool hall scene where Seagal kicks like five guys' asses hardcore. I wonder if they were like, you know what? The whole movie should have just been this scene. And that's what this movie is. Yeah. Cause like I don't know, do you know what I'm talking? Have you guys seen did that? Come out Justice? before, before this movie. I think it did. I think it must have. Or like, it's very possible that both these movies were written at the same time. Yeah. Too, or something like, or you know, one or the other. Like, but I don't know. I just when I found that out, I was like, wow. Alfred Justice is the other movie that has a bar scene where it's just like an amazing fight scene. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that the one with the pool cubes? Yeah. Or the, yeah, where he's and just he, like. He gets a rag and he puts uh, fucking like balls in it and he's like hitting people in the face. Yeah, and that's spitting teeth pools. out and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, same writer. And this movie is also directed by a guy named Rowdy Herring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Which sounds like the name of one of the. Like guys that would be in the bar in the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's produced by Joel Silver. Yeah. yeah, I don't know much about Rowdy Harrington, but he made another great movie <clears throat> called Jack's Back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is awesome, and he made Striking Distance, which is not striking. I was about to mention Striking Distance, <laughs> <laughs> and then a murder. I want to do that one too. Have you really? I do we can do yeah, that it's, one? It's a weird Bruce Willis movie. It's it is. Like, uh, he also did uh, a Murder of Crows, which is a very weird, bad Cuba Gooding Jr. Tom Berenger joint that <laughs> I would yeah. I would totally be down to do. Actually, it has a, an insane sex scene in it. Ugh. So I wanted I want to jack more <laughs> back into the plot of this movie because okay. there's we still have a lot to unwind. I here. mean, what what part of the plot do you want? It's sort of like yeah, it's like which part do you mean? <laughs> okay, so like after he so he shows up in town, he has two separate cars. Yeah, he has his nice car that he has like a drop cloth over and then he buys like a used car and then he puts a bunch of tires in the trunk. I because love that. He knows shit. That, like people are going to slash his tires. Yeah. <laughs> Which awesome. happens like immediately his tires get mm-hmm. slashed, but he knows what he's doing. And he just like, he's very Dalton is very graceful like he, I mean, everybody that he shows up to is just like calls them sir. And, <laughs> you know, like he goes to like the, um, like the auto shop or. He's kind of doing a Tom Cruise character in the, it's like yeah. Cruise couldn't do this, but it's like sort of like what Cruise does where the, the character is the best at everything he does. <laughs> Everyone there knows was, Okay. Him. 
<laughs> you know, when when I was a kid, I thought there was a connection between this movie and Cocktail because of mostly just the neon sign, one that said <laughs> Roadhouse and one that said Cocktail on each of the the posters for those movies. I'm glad that you uh, brought this up because I think I have a theory that they both <clears throat> exist in the same cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah, it could happen simultaneously. Yeah, at yeah. the same bar. That'd be yeah. awesome, dude. Fuck, that would have been cool. <laughs> So, like, what other movie would take place in that cinematic universe? Well, I was just thinking, yeah, I was like, maybe you have, like, Carlito's Way happening, <laughs> you know, in the club or something. Uh, what about uh, Coyote Ugly? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, okay, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to bring up this. This is a movie, like we were talking about, where he's a cooler, and everybody knows what that is, and everybody... Bouncers are like legendary people and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's like movies like this. We were in the last episode or two episodes ago talking about Cobra Kai, and that's a movie where like karate is like weirdly the most important thing in town, you know, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, like, yeah, Coyote Ugly. Do you guys have any like favorite other movies besides Road? I think this is maybe my favorite movie that elevates a profession. Weirdly, you know, or a hobby or something like that. Yeah. Oh, the, the, like kind of like, oh, it's a movie about a job. Um, yeah, a movie like about a job or karate or something like that, you know, where it's like, <laughs> or like, uh, what's that movie, Airborne, where it's like everybody here inline skates, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. all right. <laughs> yeah. Over the top is one. Over the Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. And over like, the top is a, a kind of recommended like, if you like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, I mean, we could do a whole other episode about that, but it's a movie yeah. about a guy who's a trucker who's trying to like win the love and affection of his estranged child through arm wrestling. <laughs> and the end goal is that he wins a fucking semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> I love over the top so much. Yeah. I love, I just love movies like this where it's like cuz I was thinking about this today when I was watching it it's like man, God bless a movie like this cuz most movies are just about cops and they present cops mm -hmm. as if they're the most badass people on earth that know everything. It's like, yeah, this movie rules that it elevates a guy like a bouncer is like the the most genius person that exists, you know, and shit. It's awesome. And he has um he has like a mentor as well. Mm -hmm. Like the Sam Elliott character of Dude, the cast um, is so unstoppable in this movie. <laughs> Sam Elliott yeah. is so good in this movie. Yeah, he just kind of like shows up like halfway through the movie, and you're just like, "Great!" It's yep. like it, this movie just got even better than it than it was already. Yeah, he shows Wade views, Garrett like pretty early. Yeah, Wade Garrett is fucking awesome. What a voice on this guy! And the so one writer on this wrote Out for Justice, and the other writer wrote Fatal Beauty, which he is in, and we ah, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it does have some of those vibes uh, of Fatal Beauty. Uh, I need to go back and watch that again. I kind of, that was the first time watching it for this show. I need to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'd never seen it either. Have you seen that, so, uh, Lucas, that Whoopi Goldberg movie? It's on Prime. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, Sam Elliott, it's like from the same time period as this. He looks mm -hmm. like the same. And, so, and I guess it's the same writer. So, yeah. Sam Elliott's a dude that I feel like he just came out of the womb looking like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Like, you see him now, and he's almost the same. His hair is a little bit more gray, but more or less he's the same dude he was, like, 30-plus years ago. I was wanting to watch Mask, speaking of him. And that movie, you can't find it right now. It's like... Really? I don't know. It's just not on Prime. You can't buy it or rent it or anything. It's like, mm. okay. Smoking. Yeah, not the mask, <laughs> but <laughs> son, of, son of the mask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Kelly Lynch is great in this. Yeah, as like the the doctor. I love the who's the the one the woman who like likes Dalton, but he 
views her more as like a kid sister type or something. Yeah. Uh, wasn't like, she in Field of Dreams or something? Mm. Or is it she doesn't look like someone who was in Field of Dreams? I don't know. The one sure. the the she was like basically like one of the movie. she was like the waitress, right? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. She, there's just like the the quintessential scene from this, in my opinion, is when he gets out of bed and the camera just like focuses on his butt for a second <laughs> before he gets in, it puts his pants on, and she's all like extremely hot and bothered by it, you know? She, yeah. she like, yeah. And like he lights up a cigarette immediately when he wakes up and shit too, which he did die of cancer, right? I mean, he did die of cancer, yeah. Crazy. Different time. Yep. Different time. Fucking he wanted to jump house. his bones. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh, I'm looking at Rowdy Harrington's Wikipedia right now. He was a grip and a gaffer. Hmm. And he and was a grip on, to- yeah, he was a grip on Repo Man. Then he was Best Boy Electric on Nightmare in Elm Street. Hmm. Before being a gaffer on a few movies. And then he made Jack's Back, Roadhouse, a fighting movie called Gladiator with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Fuck, we should do that one too. Striking defense. Yeah. Interesting, interesting guy. But this is clearly his masterpiece. Uh, did you ever read that thing in Lucky Peach that Bourdain wrote about this movie, Lucas? Uh, yes, but I don't remember it. I've got yeah. I have a copy of it, but I haven't read it in a kinda, long time. I wanted to read it before this. I just kind of ran out of time. But, yeah, I remember thinking that was that was pretty interesting article about, I mean, this movie, it's it's super goofy, but people love it, you know. And I, it's just, it's one of those movies that, like, like Coyote Ugly and even Voyage of the Rock Aliens or something. Like, movies, there's, like, plenty of movies that are weird or about esoteric things that make them weird. There's... Like or whatever, but this there's just something about this movie that makes it like rise to the top with like all the casting, and just I mean maybe that's just like the key to making a good movie is like you come up with a character who's basically infallible, put them in a situation, <laughs> and like just watch them go. I mean, we'll just like make shit fun, you know, like Fast and Furious and things like yeah. that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like let's. Let's get wild. It's a movie, you know? I'm just looking for an escape sometimes. That's true, but this movie, I just feel like nowadays you would never do that. Like, the movie would make the mistake of calling it Dalton or something like that, you know? But, like, this movie is kind of a character drama where we just learn about Dalton and these other people. But it's like it's super like redneck and crazy, and I don't know. There's just something about this movie that it's so one of a kind. It's just speaking hard. of Dalton, uh, yeah. I have an, a personal aside. Please. I dated this really cute girl one time, and she told me it was very brief. We only dated for like a month. We never even like fucked or anything but um apparently like her dad they're from like shawnee or something and her dad was like hoping that she would be a boy and if she was a boy she would have been named dalton after the roadhouse character (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, it it does have a certain like I don't know, it it it, it does have a certain like um oh what's the word I'm looking for? It does have a certain respect within like the redneck community. Like if you talk to a redneck about this movie, they're gonna be like, Yeah, Roadhouse is like one of the best movies ever made. And I'm like, Yeah, it is. I can't disagree with that. That's but um I did want to mention some things that are weird about this and how this all revolves around Dalton. Um, the fact that he's living in this barn house that is very nice. Oh, the, the main an, an amazing apartment that yeah. he pays nothing for. Go on. And then the main antagonist lives directly across a stream. <laughs> yes, from, yeah. He can see There's this like dude's a pond. house 
Yeah. And then, yeah. And he's like out uh, there doing Tai Chi and shit in the morning. <laughs> and Ben Gazzara is just like seething with anger, like watching him and stuff. Yeah. And like throwing parties and like. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Wesley is what his name is. Yeah. God. Yeah. Ben Gazzara yeah, it's is almost, so good. <laughs> it's almost like Wesley is taunting Dalton with the parties. Like he's throwing yeah. them just to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I like to pretend this is the, uh, the he's uh, uh, Jackie Treehorn and this is a, <laughs> this is a, Big Lebowski spinoff movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely a Jack Treehorn situation. <laughs> so let's get, let's dig into Wesley Ben Gazzara's character <laughs> because that, he has some wild moments. Like he yeah. blows up a hardware store <laughs> out of spite. Yep. Yes. Um, there's the scene where he's like driving a red, like Corvette or something like a convertible <laughs> sports car, and just being like, just irresponsibly driving, like yeah, swerving yeah. around the road just to be a jackass. <laughs> and then the big one, uh, you know what I'm going for here? It's the car dealership. Oh yeah. And it's Bigfoot. That's actual, that's Bigfoot. It is, is a Bigfoot? real Bigfoot monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot number seven. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking so cool though, right? I mean, that's that's like redneck glory that like Bigfoot. I know. Like is Bigfoot was like huge at that time. <coughs> like I think they had a Bigfoot truck in a police academy movie too. Mm -hmm. Like it was just all over the place. You had to have a big monster truck. It's... God, this movie is so... But it's rated R. That's what's crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's not for kids. <laughs> it's for, like, adults. But it's like... I don't know. It's just a movie. It's it's a miracle. It's a miracle mm. movie. You couldn't... You couldn't know, make this... PG-13 if it came out now. Probably, yeah. They could probably... I don't know. They would ruin it. No, but there's nudity and they curse and stuff. I mean, I don't. I mean, you can curse in PG-13, but it's you like, can't say fuck twice. You can't. Well, you can't say it twice, and you can't. It can't be in referring to sex. But like the thing about it, I I love that it is like light. It's like a light R, but it's still R, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like I think the the sleaziness of it is being discounted a little bit. Like, it's a pretty, pretty, like, sleazy-ass movie, you know? And, like, yeah. if you lost that, that's a big part of what I love about it, personally. Right. I mean, it takes place in, like, a disgusting bar. Like, that's, yeah. like, most of the set. Yeah, I mean, and I, I guess, yeah, inherently the story, there's, like, no way it could, it, it should be for kids, you know? Because, like, yeah. like, it's about a bar, you know? So, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. One one thing I do like about this is that the um, Ben Gazzara, like, burns down that hardware shop, and then he also... <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, yeah, was, we can't prove that he did anything. We can't go after him. And then he very clearly orders the destruction of a, of a car showroom <laughs> with a monster truck. Because he like, owns the go cops. After him now? Yeah, I guess so. But it's just That's like, his whole thing. It's like, I own yeah. the cops. I yeah. own this town. Nobody they, can stop me. But it's like, where where is his income coming from? Like, yeah. What is yeah. he actually like doing other than can't, just like supply? <laughs> I don't know. But like, like it never shows him like selling drugs or anything like that. He's just like, I do crime and I own the town. <laughs> that whole thing is just to like set up the like the logic of like if nobody sees it, you can't convict them, you know? So <laughs> yeah. at the end, when they all murder him, they can just be like, I don't know what happened and it's okay. Yeah. And that's like the yeah. end. And there's also that whole thing awesome. with like his wife. And he has, oh, yeah. he has like this like hot wife who's like constantly doing aerobics in front of the TV. 
Yeah, she used like, to have sex with Dalton for sure. Yeah. And, I, he, and she like openly despises her husband, but it's just one of those tropes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those movies. I don't know, like, when it comes to recommendation time, I don't know if I know of a movie that operates at this level of just, like, everything being in its right place like this. This is, It's just a really crazy movie. But, like... Like, we're not even done with it yet. We've no, still got... <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, we we are and we aren't. You know, it's like where do I mean? What more? What do, what more do you want to talk about in this movie? It's like it's so, it's so full of stuff happening. I mean, there's a scene where Sam Elliott is found dead laying <laughs> on a bar yeah. with a knife in his stomach or his chest or whatever. Like yeah. that's a thing that happens. It is. I, I like I like that part because it's like. Um, you know, they leave the knife in the body as a message, and it's, like, clear whose knife that is. And so Swayze uses that knife to uh, lock down the gas pedal on a car. It goes <laughs> flying into <laughs> Ben Gazar's front yard. And then one of the guys, like, pulls the knife out of it, and he puts it into an empty sheath that's on his belt. So it's cl- clearly his knife, and he's just been wearing this empty sheath. He, you know, he never expected to get it back, did he? Like, but he's just wearing the empty sheath around his belt anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, now you got it back, dude. Cool. And then he goes into the house and it's like a different, it's like Mark for Death, the end of a different yeah. Seagal movie. He just like, like Jason basically murders everybody in the house. It's like, mm-hmm. damn, it's a crazy, this is a really <laughs> just... <sighs> I, I'm still, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about, like, because the end is, like, we're all... Before we get into the end, we got to talk about the fighter guy. That well, yeah, he just kind of just shows, like, once you watch <laughs> the movie enough times, you're like, oh, I guess he's standing in with them this whole time. like But he just kind of emerges at the end. Yeah. It's like, and he's just like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking like, <laughs> all right. And yeah, the whole movie. And they fight a few times, and then there's the showdown at the pond between Swayze's farmhouse apartment and Wesley's place. Uh-huh. And that's when, yeah, he says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And then Swayze rips his throat out. And like throws 100% it into the hundred percent did not have to do that. <laughs> yeah. He could have crushed his windpipe non-fatally. Like there's like lots of things. If he's a karate master, he 100% did not have to do like the most hardcore violent thing. Like a when his Hannibal girlfriend Lecter was like type. watching it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, like, yeah, not down with it. It's just like, why did you just murder this man? Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like it's like Drive or something where like <laughs> he just he like turns that corner at one there's point. some corner and, and oh, like it's like, yeah. oh, I'm also like a killing machine. And now that it's turned on, I can't <laughs> stop. It's like, oh, well, he hey. was he was nice until it, it, he couldn't be nice anymore. So, yeah, it's like- <laughs> that's true. I don't think he had to kill. I, I think that's maybe it's not a flaw of them. It puts it over the saw. I. It's one of those things where it's like that shouldn't that should make it bad, but it doesn't. It makes it better that yeah. he, all of a sudden his character is just ripping throats out and breaking necks <laughs> and like all sorts of shit. And then the town just like like basically at the end, Brad Wesley is defeated, but then the town just like comes into the room and blows him away. <laughs> like and it's just like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah the ending of the film is Dalton breaking into the mansion of the bad guy and trying to kick his ass. Yeah. Then everybody in the town is mad at him because he's been trying to, like, you know, take over their businesses and take over the town. They roll up with rifles 
and they just gun him down. And this yeah. is where the great line, the final line of the movie, or damn near the final line, where basically what we set up earlier, yeah, it's like, well, I'd love to convict Brad Wesley, but I just didn't see it happen, so I can't prove that he did this. The cops come, and they're like, who killed Brad Wesley? And they're like, I didn't see anybody. And then only one guy from his crew, <laughs> fucking Patrick Swayze, did not murder, stuck <laughs> stuck under this taxidermied bear. The movie becomes like an earnest movie. He, that guy is like from an earnest movie where he like he, he's running in place trying to get away from this thing that's like slowly falling on him. He's just but, like a big, fat redneck dude yeah right? exactly i feel like he's in son-in-law is he not <laughs> one of the guys like the farmers in son-in-law or something <laughs> but yeah they look over at him and he's like bear fell on me and it's just like the end like almost yeah, roll like, literally it's like credits i think that's the last line in the movie i think it's just bear fell on me and then credits roll <laughs> It's a fucking, it's a masterpiece. I don't know. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Often discussed, but worthy of discussion, I would say. I have one last scene to touch on, which is a very tender one, where um, Dalton and Garrett and I can't remember the name of the doctor, but they're at... I think they'd been up all night and it's like one of the few times that you actually see Dalton drinking, but it's like kind of like a after hours diner sort of place. Mm. And um, Garrett dances with Mm -hmm. Dalton's uh, girlfriend. I don't know. It was a sweet moment. Yeah. 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 That's all that whole, the whole segment when Sam Elliott shows up, it's like, kind of puts the movie into a new space for a while. It does, yeah. I mean, that's sort of like the movie, it constantly, it never lags. Like, right when it gets mm-hmm. to a different point, like some Sam Elliott shows up and the movie takes on sort of a different flavor for a second. Or yeah. then, yeah, Swayze's pushed too far and he's suddenly graphically murdering people and stuff like that. <laughs> or I, my favorite's the beginning where he shows up and it's just like, he's the best. It's like, this is a movie that... Like when he has like his arms crossed, just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's just watching, watching things. And then like, it's just, he just can't, he's the best. He's the smartest in the room, etc. Like this is a movie that I think Seagal could like, he could maybe sort of do, but he could never like pull it off, you know, because like he just doesn't have the acting chops, the humility of Swayze, like... But it's a very almost Seagal-like character that Swayze's yeah. playing in this. And I, I love Roadhouse is good. What do you say? Swayze is, like, so subtle in it, you know, yes. where he's, he's just, like, calm and subdued, which Seagal could kind of do, but, like, in a more macho way. Yes. Like Dalton- Swayze's a good actor. Like, Swayze yeah. could do Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Joey <clears throat> Newmar, and stuff. And, like, fucking yeah. Seagal can only do, play himself, basically, you know? Yep. But, or who he wants himself to be. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But he plays his one persona, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's kick it over to the break, and we'll come back with the big roundup. What do you say, fellas? Let's do it. <laughs> rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Welcome back to Cathedral Remission. We're going to do the big roundup now where we rate Roadhouse on a zero to five star rating scale. Lucas, what would you rate this and why? I'm rating Roadhouse five motherfucking stars because it is one of my favorite movies. I think it's... uh, Y'all might disagree, but... I mean, like, how do you watch this movie and not have a good time? And it falls under, it's one of those movies that, like, I hate the the people talk about, like, bad movies that are good movies, that kind of thing, where it's like, it's not a good movie, but it's kind of a good movie. Fuck that. If you watch a movie and it entertains you and you have a good time, it's a good movie. And there's bad movies that are bad movies, you know. Like, I never want to watch the, like, the last fucking Mike Myers movie or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the Love Guru. The Love Guru. The Love Guru. Well, it's like, yeah. that's a bad movie. And it's not fun. Right. Yeah. But if a movie brings you enjoyment and you have a good time, then it's a good movie. Yes. And Roadhouse is a good movie to me. Five stars. Well, Lucas, I agree with you. I'm going to echo your your rating and give it five stars as well. Like not all not every movie needs to be grounded, you know. This movie achieves what it sets out to do and then some and then some more. And I've watched it, every time I watch it, I have a good time, and it's so full of, like, weirdos and stuff. You can watch it over and over and notice new things, follow new little threads in the movie. It's, like, it's a lot of fun. I also give it five stars. Will, what do you say? I'm not going to go that high, but I am going to go pretty high. This, for me, is getting a four and a half. That's Um, high for you, man. That's still high as high. Yeah. That is very high for me, and it's just, you know, it all it is all for the same reasons that you all gave it a five-star. It is, you know, I watched it this morning. This is an R-rated movie that is both violent and full of boobs and stuff that I was like, <laughs> perfectly okay turning on at 9 a.m. and just kind of watching it, and I was like, yeah, this is a Saturday morning movie. It's on cable um, constant, like every yeah. day it's on cable. It's like, it was like perfect. Like AMC it, shows it like every day. They do. Yeah. It's like, like. every like, you know, we talked about it, you know, as soon as the story is starting to get boring, a new element comes in and then everything is pretty much wrapped up by the very end. There's nothing left hanging. There's nothing like extra in this movie, I feel like. It's all like it it fits together so well and you have a great time. So you don't even have to think about that shit. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's really simple, um, but very well told and very well performed. So, yeah, four and a half stars on this one. High praise for Roadhouse on CRM today. <laughs> yeah, the pace yeah. and the editing is so tight on it. Like, like it you said, is. it's very it's, it's like lean. And mm. even though I think it's the runtime is like 117 <laughs> minutes, um, none earns, of them are wasted. Yeah, it earns yeah. its length for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, so what would you recommend for people who like Roadhouse, Lucas? If you like Roadhouse, I, I mean, this is like a pretty basic thing, but I would say watch the later Fast and Furious movies. I'm a big fan of those. And they're like kind of similar in that they're just like big and dumb I mean, they're more like action orientated. Um, but also, I mean, as we brought up earlier, cocktail, I feel like cocktail takes place in the same universe. And because it's about a guy who, I don't know, is like learned this trade and then he finds this mentor and there's that kind of like situation between them. It's not really like action, but... I mean, you've probably all seen Cocktail, but I think they're kind of similar movies. And if you haven't oh, yeah. seen Cocktail in a while, check it out. Hell yeah. Will, what do you got? I'm going to say if you liked Roadhouse, I'm going to say watch Roadhouse again. That's my <laughs> recommendation. Watch it twice. It's, it's a, I know I watch a lot of movies twice on, uh, for this podcast, but this is one that I would not mind watching three times in a row. I mean, it's like, it's good. Yeah. I watch it several times a year. Yeah. Like if I'm flipping through cable, <gasps> through Sling or whatever, and Roadhouse is on, it's just like, well, Roadhouse is on now. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm going to say, um, I, I mentioned Tom Cruise earlier, like sort of like a lot of his movies, especially recent movies, is like he plays somebody who is just like, is smarter than everybody and like better at everything. I think Jack Reacher is maybe my favorite of the newer movies where that is the case. Jack Reacher is straight up like if a Steven Seagal movie had Tom Cruise in it instead of Steven Seagal. I got to check that something. out. It's pretty good. We may end up having to just do it on the podcast. Werner Herzog is like the bad guy in it. It's, it's oh, pretty, he is. Oh, my wait, God. Wait, what? Good. Yeah. Yeah, and Jack Reacher. It's, it's a crazy, it's a good... A good lean action movie that doesn't get enough praise, and it's just like a fun movie where, yeah, a total badass, like, basically just, like, kicks ass through a movie until the end, and it's just like, like in Roadhouse. And then I also, think, what, sorry, what were you going to say? I was, I was going to say, I think that movie is why, like, Herzog is in The Mandalorian season one, where, like, he shows up as kind of a similar character, mm. um, yeah. as, like, a kind of villain. Oh yeah, and he's a great he's a great villain in Jack Reacher. And then I'll say uh, for '80s movies that have weird tonal shifts about guys uh, who have mentors in weird fields, Repo Man is a fun oh, yeah. movie that I also anytime it's on, it's not on as much as Roadhouse. It's definitely not as have as much mass appeal and stuff, but it's a movie that I enjoy in kind of a similar way. To Roadhouse, so anyway, and yeah. director Rowdy Harrington worked on it too. So he did, yeah, indeed, he did. Yeah, Bring I'll it say, all like, I love all those all those Mike Nesmith produced movies from that era, mm -hmm. which uh, Repo Man is one of them. Tapeheads, Tapeheads is another one about two guys who, with a specific job, mm -hmm. who get uh, roped up into like some weird situation. Um, so I'm going to recommend that like, one. <laughs> tape heads as a real recommendation. Hell yeah. That's like my, my girlfriend's favorite movie, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. We watched it kind of recently. So. Cool. All right. <coughs> Plugs. Well, let's do it. Lucas, what have you got to plug? Um, well, I'm a writer. I write for The Lost Ogle, which is a local... Um, it's kind of like a blog in Oklahoma City. We cover, I don't know, just politics, scandals, whatever's going on in town. It's satirical. Um, I write for Edible OKCU, which is a local food magazine. It's a publication, but you can find us online as well. Um, I've got a few irons in the fire but i can't really talk about those right now but that's pretty much what i'm up to you can find me on twitter at fernet bronco hell yeah is free queso still up 
Can people find that? Um, I mean, it's free queso is technically still up, which is a food podcast that I was doing, but it's kind of canceled. But <laughs> I may have a new one coming. So oh, very good. Just That's keep good. up with me on Twitter at Fernand Bronco and you'll know. Hell yeah. Will, what do you have to plug? Oh, same stuff I do every week, uh, Nerd Rage The Great Debates. It's a comedy debate show coming out every Monday, wherever you find podcasts. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm recording three episodes the day after we record this episode, so I don't even know what's coming up yet. Um, mm. uh, so, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, I, <laughs> they do let me choose a debate every once in a while. Uh, or a format, and I tend to make it pretty creative, and I think I got one coming up in an upcoming session, so stay tuned for one of my weird-ass episodes. Uh, Septoc, if you like documentaries, that's the show for Documentary Talk with George and Paco uh, that I've been working on for about six years now. Holy shit. Uh, And then Talkies every uh, first and third Friday on Twitch, although by the time this comes out, we might have gone to once a month and on a different day. So talkies show on Twitch um, where you can find the show and then watch, I think, the past, uh, the most recent uh, show that we've done is archived there for two weeks. Uh, so you can maybe go check out a, an episode there that we did. Uh, but it's that's coming from a live show we used to do and then made it onto Twitch and it ended up working out. Uh, so it's not your standard Zoom comedy show. It fits well uh, within the format of Twitch. So check it out. Hell yeah. Um, me, I got Chat Pile going on. Check us out. We're a band. And then, of course, this podcast, Cathode Ray Mission. Thank you for listening to us. Go ahead and review us or whatever, you know. If you want to, that'd be cool. We have fun doing this podcast. And I promise you, the listener, that we will put on tuxedos soon (laughs) and do some classy foreign films, you know, something, not Voyage of the Rock Aliens. (laughs) We're going to do something a little bit different coming up before we get back into this kind of stuff. We've just been leaning a little bit too hard into insane esoterica lately, (laughs) but... Anyway, and I'm know, sorry to have drawn you into Roadhouse. Well, Roadhouse it's just, is a well, perfect. It's a movie that I just yeah. it's like. There's a, if there's one movie that I want to fucking talk about, it is this was the one. I hear you. Like we well, had I mean, to do this. Lucas, last week we did Mortal Kombat, and then next week we're doing Voyage of the Rock Aliens. So I know we're talking about that movie a lot, and it's not coming out until next week, but <laughs> we, we recorded it before this episode, so we've talked about it a lot. Um, so yeah, next week, if you're interested in that talk, we go into Voyage of the Rock Aliens next week. I know nothing <laughs> about that movie, but I'm... <laughs> Because of how much you all have talked about it, I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely uh, have to. Yeah, you're gonna be playing chicken with it, man. I don't know how far you'll get through it. It's <laughs> yeah, you should, you should, you should get all the way through. It's not that long, but technically, it, it feels long. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you go through stages in that movie of like how you feel about it. <laughs> not like but we'll Roadhouse. talk about that next week. Indeed. Nope. All right. Since we're wrapping up. Good. I'm going to crack a beer. Wonderful. Of course, you know, I have my LaCroix that I drink whenever we do these. Yeah, I've drank two polar blueberry lemonades during these episodes. Is that a a LaCroix or is that a... Polar is a a different brand. Is that a seltzer? Yep. Oh, wow. Where where, Where do you find that? I got it at Crest. Oh, okay. Which is a local store, but I think you can. I think I've been seeing it at like Walmart, maybe, or I saw it somewhere. There's no Walmart by me. Maybe at Winco or something. Who knows? I'm not going 15 miles away to go to Walmart. Well, get on the old <laughs> internet and look up where you can find Polar Big Will. Cause it's I'll do that. All I'll right. do that. I'll have it delivered. All right, man. Anyway, maybe. it's been yes. a good one. Lucas, thank you for bringing this. Thank you yeah, for allowing me for... to watch this again. It was a perfect yes. way to cap off a recording session. Been talking yeah, thanks about for having Lucas me on, on this for was a fun. long time. Yeah, glad to have you on, Lucas. All right. Love All you. Right. Love cool. you too, Randy, bro. 
Till next week. I'll see you later. Until next week, Will. Until we voyage with the rock aliens. <laughs> see you then. Later. All right.